When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Karina Shepard never dreamt she could fulfill her dream of becoming a nurse. A stay-at-home mum of four, she didn't think she would have the time or the qualifications to get into a hospital job let alone trying to figure out what she'd need for childcare. Then she heard of a free online course with the Prince's Trust, and so she jumped at the chance to do it. Initially, she was worried how her shifts were going to fit in around her busy home life, but she found that bank work enabled her to pick and choose her shifts to suit herself around the needs of her children. You know that dream that you you can imagine in your head of how you're going to be when you're older and being that mum that that's organised and does it. It's stressful, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, it's such a, such a thrill. Welcome back to Brummy Mummies. My name is Zoe Chamberlain. I'm a journalist, author and mum. I launched Brummy Mummies as a community for families to share with you stories from the most inspiring mums and dads to help you find out how they juggle family life and everything that comes with it. Today, Karina, who's 28 and from Warsaw, is a swan champion on the stroke ward where she helps support people going through end of life and bereavement care and she couldn't be happier. So let's get straight into talking to Karina to find out how she did it. Hi Karina, thank you for joining us at the Prince's Trust today for our Brummy Mummies podcast. Hello, thank you. So I'm really inspired by your journey. So you went from being a stay-at-home mom with four kids to now having a really good job in the NHS. Tell me a bit about what you were doing and where you were before you had your kids. Um, Well, before I had children, I worked at retail. Um, So it wasn't a a passion of mine. It was more of a left school, needed a job, where to go. Um, Didn't leave school with the best qualifications, so didn't have the career aspects that I wanted. Um, so retail was my fallback. Um, I had my daughter quite young um, and got stuck really in a domestic violence relationship. Um, so that was a big part of my life and struggling to get on the other side of that. Um, once I got through that um, and met my son's father um, he helped me get a job in the care side of the world, and which I loved the caring. It's so rewarding job. However, it was more of a community care, which didn't fit round permanent job. Um, so that was never going to succeed. 
Um, and then when we didn't work out, um, I just focused on my children for a little bit, got myself through postnatal depression, um, and yeah, found my husband at the end of it, which gave me um, a bit of a kick up the bum, I suppose I needed, um, the, the push that I needed to, to, to do something like the Princess Trust, um, which I wasn't going to do. I wasn't doing the Princess Trust when I first found out about it because I, I didn't have the confidence, um, the, the skills or anything that I thought I needed. You'd had a bit of a setback, hadn't you? Yeah. You'd, you'd applied for a job and yeah. you hadn't been turned down. Well, when I left um, the domestic violence relationship, I had a bit of a, a to-do um, and I, had a, I got um, a criminal record a um, cautional criminal record um, but still it was a caution on my DBS which um, the care home that I was applying for um, didn't want so that what was that for if I that know. was that was for shoplifting um, I don't excuse what I did or why I did it um, but I was in a very low place, very, very, very low place at the time um, and struggled. So um, got myself better, got myself back on track, went to counselling, got myself through it all for my children. Um, but it still knocked me back, that rejection of a job that I wanted because it was the best next thing to working in the NHS. That's what I wanted to do, but couldn't do because I didn't have the qualifications. So I thought, well, next best thing is a care home. Um, and then to get knocked back through that really shook me. Um, so when I found out about the Princess Trust, somebody, my support advisor, um, pushed me to it. And I was like, no, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. And then obviously COVID happened. And that was when everything was online. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. After I spoke to the trust, um, they gave me everything I needed and support to, to try. So for people who don't know, tell me a bit about what the Prince's Trust offers. Um, I did the Get Into Health Surface programme, which offers all your support you need to get into the NHS. They give you all the training, um, confidence, skills, anything you possibly need um, to get that job that, that you want in any, any side of things in the NHS, whether it be portering, healthcare, catering, all that side of things, they, they can give you the training and support. And how old were your children at that time? Um, I've got stepchildren as well. So I've got, at the time, I had two eight-year-olds, a six-year-old and a two-year-old. My eldest two helped a lot. Um, my husband was full-time working, so they were at home. And obviously during the pandemic, there was a lot of teaching going on. So I was learning through the, the programme online they were all doing the Google Classrooms. I'm trying to be a teacher, a mom, and a learner myself and have a young one that's, like, just starting to walk and get into everything. So, yes, 
It was very challenging, but I still wouldn't have done it any different. I suppose in some ways it was quite nice for mummy to be learning alongside the kids. Yeah, it was in one side of things, in another it wasn't. <laughs> That's the ideal vision, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> in reality, I bet your head was spinning. A yeah, bit. trying to... I can't do this, Mum, I can't do that. How do I answer this question? And I've got the Princess Trust on my screen and the Google Classroom on their screen. And But the, the trust was so understanding. And even if I just needed to nip off and sort it out, that they were really, really supportive and they knew what I'd got at home. So it was, yeah, they, they helped a lot. And they, that's what they're there for. They are there to help a lot. That's brilliant. So was it a lot of work? It was a lot of work. It's a different programme now, I know. Um, but I did all my training online. And then we got given 120 hours volunteering. Now, that's a lot of hours when you've got a young child, let alone children that are not at school because of COVID. Um, so it was challenging to do the volunteering um, because they only liked you to do eight till four now that didn't work around me I couldn't do eight till four every day with the children so they worked it for me where I could do two long days which I could sort out childcare for those two long days and it's still quite nice because those two long days I'm still doing now I still do the same two days as I did when I first started my volunteering. And they've just changed it slightly so I can work extra when it fits around the children. Brilliant. We'll come to that where you are now in a minute because it's fantastic. So it's always been a bit of a lifelong dream for you to work in the NHS, hasn't it? Yeah. Why is that? Where does that come from? Um, I don't know. Do you know. When you're a child and you ever wanted, like asking a child now, what do you want to be when you're older? Mine was to be a nurse. I wanted to help people. My main passion as a child, I suppose, was a midwife. I wanted to do bring life into the world. Um, after having my children, it was certainly an experience that I thought oh, that's what I wanted to be. Um, and I needed to get needed to get there, but not having those qualifications, I knew I was never going to get there. I left school with such bad grades, it just wasn't happening for me. So tell me about your first day. It was on Christmas Day, wasn't it? <laughs> my first day, I pestered and pestered and pestered for my job because it was, um, right, now it's time to wait. You've done the course. We've just got to do all the paperwork, get all the DBS and everything back. And it was one of them that, okay, I'm not very good at sitting there twiddling my thumbs. So I did just keep pestering and pestering. And I, I kept volunteering still because I didn't want to lose my flow of things. I didn't want to forget something or change, something gets changed and I, I've missed out. So I still volunteered on the ward. And it wasn't, and then. And which ward was that? That was at West Park at the time. My ward manager was amazing. She couldn't have been more fantastic because she she supported me. She gave me the volunteering still. Um, and then when Christmas Day came up, she just gave me a text and said, 
I've got a shift on Christmas Day. I've sorted it with the bank because I needed to do some extra training. But because of COVID, they weren't doing that training at the time. And she said, well, I've sorted it with the bank. You can come and work. Yeah, I just can't believe my first day in 2020 was Christmas Day. That was my Christmas present to myself, really. I know it sounds silly, working Christmas Day as a Christmas present, but it really was because of where I am now. And how, how did it feel on your amazing. first day? <laughs> Absolutely amazing. What did the kids think of you working they, Christmas they Day? They loved it because I was so happy. They could see that I was so happy, that I was doing what I wanted to do. Um, the whole family were to support me. Um, yeah, they loved it. So how long was the course? Between me starting the course and Christmas Day was about three months um, because I had to wait for all the paperwork to be sorted and the training. Not only do the tr- you have to do the Princess Trust training, but you also have to do the hospital training as well, um, which is just like your manual handling, all those sorts of style things. So it's quite quick then, really. Well, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't give them a second chance to breathe. <laughs> Whereas some, I know it's took from when they started to April, May time, so seven, eight months. That's good that it's flexible for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what's your job now? A healthcare assistant on stroke unit at Newcross, um, which is an eye-opener, but I love my job. It really is such an amazing job. I'm also a SWAN champion, which is looks after end of life um, and supports the family through the last days, um, which I also love being there and seeing what I can do is my new dream is to be a palliative care nurse. So how do you fit it in around the kids? You were saying you do two long days. How how does that work? Um, Well, I've got amazing family because if it wasn't for them, I'm not sure I'd still be able to do my job. My my youngest has just started full-time school. So he's just started full-time school. This year is the first and final year that I've got all of them in one school. Um, so, But my mother and father-in-law take them to school on a Thursday and Friday for me and pick them up. Um, and if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to do my job. But also, the trust knows, the hospital knows that I've got the children at home. Um, So if I ever need the time, they can be flexible. They can work around me. Um, I have done extra shifts where it works in school hours sometimes. Um, I do the odd Sunday night because they know I can do Sunday night, take the kids to school on the Monday and then get some sleep in the day. Obviously, that only works in term time. (laughs) I've tried that. It didn't work in in not term time. Half term did not work at all. Do you think it's important for them to see you going to work and enjoying your work? Yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely important because they understand that they need to enjoy school. They need to enjoy their job. It's very much... 
if you enjoy your job, you're a happier person. And they can see that. They don't understand, but they can see it, and then they're happier children for it. You know that dream that you, that you can imagine in your head of how you're going to be when you're older and being that mum that, that's organised and does it? It's stressful, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, it's such a, such a thrill. And I guess I know it's hard work what you do, but it's also the way you describe it, it sounds as though it's almost a bit of me time. Oh, yeah, I love it. It's like last week I, I said to my husband, I can't wait to go to work just to have a hot cup of tea. <laughs> you can have a hot cup of tea at work and you haven't got to ask be asked this many questions of am I doing my homework right or am I doing this right or yes. Where's my shoes? Can you find this? Can you find that? It's where you left it, but where's that? That's, yeah, my Thursdays and Fridays. I love my Thursdays and Fridays. I love my children. But my Thursdays and Fridays are a bit of me time as well. I think we can all um, agree with that as well. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so so what's life like on, on the stroke unit? Is it busy? Very. It, yes. Very busy. Um you see so many different side of things um, on the stroke. It's eye-opening. It really is. Is it rewarding when you can oh, yes. help people to recover? Yes. When you see, there was um, a lady in the hospital for a very, very long time. Now, when she arrived with us, she couldn't talk, she couldn't eat, she couldn't walk, she couldn't get out of bed. To see her walk out that hospital, a normal person again, eating, drinking, talking, from where she was, it's like watching your child grow. It really is, and supporting them. When your son or daughter takes their first steps and how exciting that is, that is exactly the same as teaching that person to walk again. It really is so rewarding. It really is. And... Just to be appreciated. They they really do appreciate everything you do. It's a simple thing as when somebody has recently had a stroke and they can't lift their arms and you're giving them a little drink of water or feeding them or supporting them to sit up or those things that we take for granted, they appreciate us helping they really, really do. And sometimes it's just creating a smile on their face as well. It's not all the things about caring. It's being there, being polite, being nice. They, they need that, not only care side, but they need that person that shows them they're still a person. Yes, absolutely. So we have three questions that we ask all of our guests. So I'm going to fire those at you now, <laughs> if that's okay. Yeah. So tell me, what would be the two things you would tell your 18-year-old self if you had the chance? Work really, really hard. Because when you're 18, you don't think you need to work that hard. And yeah, definitely work hard, work for what you want, aim high. And keep your head down and don't get into trouble. Push yourself. Because... That's where I am now. I wish I'd have done it back then. But if I'd done it back then, I wouldn't be where I am now. So, yeah, I can't say I'd change anything. 
That's very good advice. So what? I'm not sure I'd listen to myself, (laughs) mind you. (laughs) So what are three things that you love to do every day? What gives you a great start and end to the day, a great routine? I love taking the kids to school. I really do. Whether it's taking the kids to school or getting them up in the morning ready for school, because whether I'm at work or at home, I still get them up every day. I still get them ready for school every day. And it's the simple things like straightening their ties, silly things like that I really, really enjoy because it makes... They always come to me. I'm one of those mums that we have this saying that... um, and they all say it, even my 10-year-old says it. And it's, uh, love your lots like jelly tots, all the way to the moon and back. And silly things like that, I really love. That makes my day when they're leaving for school and they say that to me. Because it shows me I've done something right. They're not going out the door shouting, I hate your mum, or because I've shouted at them for not getting their shoes on or brushing their teeth. But they, they appreciate that I do because I am getting them ready on time they are out the door. So that's one. Second, I suppose, tucking them in, I'd say. Even when I'm at work, they always wait up for me. What about for you? What's something that you do for you? Maybe have a hot cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) at some point in the day. I love to sit down and have a hot cup of tea. You don't... You don't understand when you've been so busy and that sit down with that hot cup of tea is... Oh, trust me, we do. We all understand that. (laughs) Amazing. That's like the best drink of the day. So what would be your one piece of advice for a busy parent who's thinking about trying to change their career or improve their career? Don't second guess it, just do it. Really, really just do it. I second guess myself. And I shouldn't have. And just do it. Jump in at the deep end and you will swim. There's so much support out there that you don't realise that people are there to help you. So, yeah, that would be my advice to anybody that's thinking of changing a career or changing what they want to do or even just, like, being at home. Give yourself that bit of a push because you can do it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Karina. It's been a delight talking to you. Thank you. Good luck in your career going forward. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. While we were visiting the Prince's Trust, we caught up with youth development lead Katia Bouye, who told us all about the Trust's Get Into Hospital Services programme and how people can get involved. Hi, Katia. I understand you're a youth development lead at the Prince's Trust. Hi, yes, I am. Could you tell me a bit about the Get Into Hospital Services programme and how you can find out if you're eligible to come onto the course? So it's a programme for 18 to 30 years old who are not in education or full-time employment. And it's a programme that lasts for four weeks. So there is one week training when we learn to take blood pressure, do patient observations, um, and we learned uh, first aid and et cetera. And then we've got three weeks placement uh, in a hospital ward, on a hospital ward. 
And do you need any qualifications so to do no, it? So no, you don't need to have any background in healthcare or no specific qualifications. Um, anybody can apply as long as you are between 18 and 30. So do you need your um, maths and English GCSE or does that not matter? Uh, at this stage, it doesn't really matter. Um, it might a little bit later on, but for the programme, no. And are there any costs involved in doing it? Absolutely no costs at all. The program is totally free. We even pay for transport. So we pay for your bus passes and the train costs or uh, mileage if you are driving. That's wonderful. Absolutely. So are there certain times that you can start the course or can you join us at any time? Yes. So we do the course, this course, this program about three times a year. So we need to, there is a taste today, which means that we invite young people to come to that day to, uh, it's like an information session, really. So we explain what the program is about and they have a little one to one with, um, a member of staff from the NHS. So it's like a mini interview. Um, and after this day, it's also called the selection day. So we select the young people we think would uh, fit perfectly for the role. And also it's a way for young people to decide if it's going to be for them. Um, so it's a two-way process, really. Then after this, we have what we call a document day, where we ask young people to come back with some proof of address and to, in order to do a DBS check. And then the program starts and it's a four weeks program. And so it's three times a year, roughly. When is that? Yes. So we've got one starting in October. There's another one around February time, end of January, February. And then same around just before summer and again, October. How can people find out more? So we do advertise uh, on social media, on Facebook and TikTok. We try to go out. We've got an outreach team as well. And we go to job centers. Um, so we try to go out as much as possible job fairs. And of course, we work as well with partners. So we, we do advertise a lot when the programs come, come on. And our details on the website? The details are on the website as well, yes. So it's princesstrust.org.uk. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Katia. Thank you very much for your time. You can read Karina's story on the Brummie Mummies Facebook page and on the Birmingham Live website. And you can find out more about the Princes Trust Get Into Hospital Services programme on the website, which is princestrust.org.uk. Brummie Mummies is a laudable production, produced by Matt Millard. You can download or stream new episodes every fortnight on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple. You'll find lots more tips and ideas on flexible working in our other episodes, so be sure to subscribe and tell your friends about them too. Follow Brummy Mummies on social media and you can sign up to our free newsletter. See you next time. <laughs>